morning. I'm Rick Bonfim, and we are at uh, 1711 Merriweather Drive in Watkinsville, Georgia, 30677. Our telephone number is 706-353-1546. This is a ministry uh, that a lot of people are listening and learning on how to move. You see, in us, the Holy Spirit, it is the presence of God in this earth. To see any other way will be contrary to Scripture because the Holy Spirit represents, Jesus is at the right hand of the Father. The Holy Spirit is, it is the presence of God, the Spirit of God around us, doing and creating and moving. And so how do we hear it? How do we actually make uh, decisions? You can't be someone that is driven by the wind and every idea that comes to you, you think God is telling you to go. Well, you see, God doesn't move by somebody else's idea. God moves by revelation in your life. And when he reveals in your life what to do, then you imagine if this ministry in Athens, Georgia, that has survived now 50 years, uh, would hear everything that I can hear. For instance, I receive emails from Africa, uh, from India, one after the other every single day. It doesn't mean it means that I'm supposed to go to India and spend all my life down there. No, it doesn't. Just because they invite me to come, it doesn't mean God is telling me to go. And so you have to sort of uh, understand how God reveals Himself, and you understand how God leads, because when He leads, oh, but I have fruits. Fruits to yourself. But God, He is the one who convicts. He is the one that saves. He is the one that changes the lives of people, not yourself. When you have this idea that you have a ministry and you're going to change the world, good luck to you. Because what God has called me to do is to preach this, is to stay here and be quiet. And and honestly, uh, I've been very quiet. But now that this 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 uh, uh, streaming ministry begun, there are thousands of people that are here listening. How did it all begun? Well, you see, God told me five, six, seven years ago, or maybe more than that, close to ten, that I should buy a camera and learn streaming. And it took a while. And the man who worked that out was Bob Orion. He is in Arkansas today, married to Carrie, and his rest of the family is in Florida. And he, uh, uh, Bob Orion, uh, developed the, the first concept of how to put this ministry together. It took a while. It, it doesn't mean that it's not God's will. Oh, he told me to get it done. And so it took a while to get it done <clears throat> through Robert. And Robert worked through and fixed it up. And suddenly, Jonathan Dunn comes and he buys <clears throat> a, a white box. And before too long, we have a new <clears throat> camera. And before too long... God has begun to use it. And so the will of God in us doesn't mean hamburger ready. It takes, it takes a time for the will of God to come together through people to perform. And today, after these six, seven, eight years of learning the techniques, suddenly we're reaching thousands of people for Christ. And so I want you to know this. That if you are running your emotions, you're not hearing God, you're hearing yourself. 
And so, this study has to do with hearing God. Don't you want to hear God? Don't you want to hear how He speaks, how He works? Uh, if you hear the Spirit of God, you hear it right. If you hear the Spirit of man, you hear it wrong. So you have to hear the Spirit of God. How does the Spirit of God manifest Himself and speak to us about life? You know, I'll tell you a little example. Uh, I passed by Frankie's house, and I saw that there was a lot of mildew in the driveway. And, uh, and of course, you know, the Lord uh, provided me with a very 3,800 3, PSI pressure washer. And I heard that inner thought, I want to help, I want to help, uh, I help Frankie to fix that in 10 minutes, I can clean all that up. And of course, uh, before I did that, I heard clearly the Lord speak to me, take Stephen and take Tay-Tay uh, 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 with you and show him how to do it. Well, you see, it got it clean, and Tay-Tay and Steve has a little uh, weekend ministry now to make a little money and kill mildew in people's driveways uh, as interns and help. I mean, just a wonderful thing. Now, you see, one thing led to the other, and God produced it. That is when you hear God, usually when you hear God to do something, it's not that you accomplish and you do it. It has to do with uh, somebody else being ministered to. And so let's take a look. Yesterday, or before yesterday, or, or Thursday last week, something like that, I, I spoke about the three moves of the Holy Spirit that I call power gifts. Power gifts, and I'll give you a definition. Power gifts are uh, the move of God healing in environment. Specifically today, I want to talk about the workings of miracles. The workings of miracles. And the definition of that is God's power uh, movement in response to a revelation. Say it again. Moving, moving, or movement in response to a revelation. Meaning that the revelation of God requires movement. Requiring obedience of the one receiving miracle. It can happen in many, many ways. But it a, a, a has to do with movement. You know, when Jesus was uh, in the tomb, uh, you, can, you can hear the word movement, energia meaning that he got up, energia, movement, from point A to point B, energia, movement. And so, and so the working of a miracle uh, requires movement. You might come to the altar, you might go to a doctor, or there is something that you have to do that the Holy Spirit requires. And there's, there are many examples. Uh, for instance, in Luke chapter... Luke chapter 5, verse 24, when Jesus is ministering healing, uh, but that you may know that the Son of Man has power upon the earth to forgive sins, he said unto the sick of palsy, I say to you, arise, take your 
couch and go to your home. Movement, movement. And he saw ten lepers. He, instead of bringing them to him so he could annoy them, he told them, go to the priests. And as the priests identify you, and as they went, they were healed. And so there is a, a, a movement that occurs. Uh, let me give you another example of that. And, of course, uh, 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 Luke 5.24. I just did that. How about uh, Mark 6? Uh, Mark 6.36. Is that right? Okay, Mark 6.36. Let's take a look at that. Mark 6.36. Uh, it's an example in the life of Jesus. Mark 6. Uh, 36, it says, And when the day was now far spent, his disciples came to him and said, This is a desert place, and now the time is far past. Send them away, that they may go into the countryside around about and into the village and buy themselves bread, for they have nothing to eat. He answered and said unto them, Give ye them to eat. And so they found a boy who had five loaves and two fishes. And the process of multiplication happened because as they began to give the food, began to give the bread, began to give a piece of fish, God began to reproduce in their very hands in the baskets to where there was 12 baskets left over out of five pieces of bread and two fishes. You see, multiplication uh, is a working of a miracle. Example. When God is going to do a miracle, a physical miracle, a lot of people come to the altar. And uh, Mr. Harmon uh, didn't come. He sat in the back. His wife came to ask me to go over there. And I don't know, for some reason, I, I, I asked her to bring him. And it took two men to remove him from his seat to go forward. And as we began to pray, I remember touching his stomach, and there was nothing there like an empty stomach. I, I felt the bones in the back of my hands. And the Lord healed his back with 47 screws. And it's a beautiful story. A Mr. Herman from uh, Scottsboro or, or Ashboro, North Carolina. So what I'm saying to you is that uh, movement can heal you. As you come to communion Sunday and you walk all the way up front to take your communion, Healing can take place during communion more than any other time in, in the life of the church. During praise and worship, healing can take place. Now, and so working of a miracle involves movement. It involves the act of, of point A to point B. So let's just, uh, for just a moment, look at uh, all the three. There are three revelation gifts, the word of knowledge, the word of wisdom, discerning of spirits or distinguishing of spirits. There are three power gifts, which is faith, working, and miracles, and gifts of healing. I encourage every pastor that as you begin to pray for your congregation, you anoint them with oil, and let them come to you, never go to them. And then, uh, there are three vocal gifts. And these are prophecy, tongues, and interpretation. And of course, uh, we have not taught on these three vocal gifts yet, but let me spend time with the three power gifts. When you look at the NIV, specifically 
before the Gospel of John, the study Bible of the NIV, the, the, the New International Version, you're going to find an interesting division of the miracles of Jesus. Interesting because it has to be a revelation because it is true. It is actually true. And I'm not a fund of NIV, for they took 36 verses out of the Bible. And, uh, and of course, I put them back again, and that's no problem. Uh, uh, I'm using the King James, and, and of course, it's very difficult to read, but uh, at least it has uh, over there. What the NIV did, they took verses, for that is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, out of it, because the early manuscripts didn't have it, and I don't know which is early, which is latest manuscript, and I particularly don't care. Don't move and don't uh, take nothing out of the Bible as far as I'm concerned. And so, uh, uh, as you begin to look at these, at these power gifts, you, you notice that uh, they, they are related to all the miracles. So the NIV division has 22 miracles by mind and body, nine miracles of nature, and three resurrection of the dead, which, which is uh, 22 plus 9 is 31 plus 3, 34 miracles. It doesn't mean that only 34 miracles occurred. There were thousands of miracles that Jesus performed. There are people are healed every Sunday when they come to church. If, 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 if the Holy Spirit is accepted as the person of the third trinity, uh, uh, a lot of people are healed. I'm not saying you have to sort of uh, uh, understand these gifts or you, you, you just have to believe the way I say it. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that this is what I have experienced in 50 years of ministry. And as a man who has given his life in this area to serve the Lord, I have a lot of experience and I've, I've learned the hard way. And so I'm sharing my, my faith with you. You don't have to accept it. I'm not saying I'm right 100%. Nobody is. But what I'm telling you is that all the miracles of Jesus in the thousands operated and happened in three ways. Faith, working, and miracles, and gifts of healing. It's very difficult to find a miracle of Jesus that doesn't fit these three categories. And understand it this way, I've been blessed. I've been really blessed because it simplifies. And so our faith moves, our working of a miracle happens, or our gift of healing happens, one of the three. Gift of healing is in the environment. It happens during worship, during communion. Working of a miracle, there's movement. Faith is unbelievable faith that comes upon a person and it surges. Uh, my mother was discovered to have cancer. It was a large tumor in her abdomen. And my father was a, just a Methodist preacher, stubborn as a mule-headed, uh, just would not go to the hospital with her. And he couldn't believe that my mother had that tumor. He wouldn't accept it. He wouldn't receive it. And so he didn't take her to the hospital. She had to take a bus. And, she said, and he said to her, if you get out of the bus, by the time you get to the door, God's going to heal you. Do that. Walk slowly. And sure enough, my mother walked real slow. My mother was a Dutch lady with blue eyes, a foot taller than my father. And she walked very slow to the entrance of the hospital. It took about 20, 30 minutes. The doctors did the x-ray, couldn't find the, the tumor. And so I come from an environment in Brazil 
that receives healing all the time. God heals all the time. God restores all the time. I know that in America, only doctors can heal to some of you. And some of you have the idea that, uh, that the, the gifts stop to operate or, uh, with the completion of the canon of Scriptures or when the books of the Bible were put together. I, 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 I'm sorry for you because God heals today in many, many ways, in powerful ways that I don't know and I, I never heard of it. But those that I hear, those that I partake of it, those that I'm present and I see are overwhelming to me. And so I have strong faith. I have strong faith. Remember that uh, I was ordained as an evangelist uh, uh, without pension, without annuity, without retirement, and I'm standing after 50 years, so I must be a man who have a lot of healing fruits in my life, or I must be a false prophet. One of the two. I know that some of you probably will say I'm a false prophet, but uh, I'm not a prophet. I'm just Rick that was blessed by God through a superintendent that prayed for me, and God uses me. doesn't mean that I'm automatic or fanatic or charismatic. Don't you call me that. You're not belittling me. You're believing the Holy Spirit. Shut up. Don't do that. Believe that God can heal. And anybody that tells you it doesn't, uh, they're not a Christian. They lost their faith. They're spiritually dead. They're just intellectual junk. Jesus heals today in a powerful way throughout our church regardless. I, 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 regardless of how much the pastor know, how much the praise and worship know, how much the leaders know, it doesn't matter. God heals anyway. All you have to do is to have a humble heart and open your heart for God to heal. By the way, you cannot be a Presbyterian, cannot be a Baptist, a Baptist or a Pentecostal, or a Church of God uh, 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 to be blessed by God. You can just be a Christian. And God will use you and bless your life and minister to others. And you have a full life filled with uh, all kinds of reports of how much healing occurred in the life of others. And so faith working in miracles and gift of healing. When you look at the division that NIV did, 22, mind and body, 9, related to nature, 3, resurrection of the dead, you come to 34. But there's a miracle that is one of the most powerful miracles that occurred in the Bible that uh, it's not recorded. And that is in the life of Mary Magdalene. She was a woman who had seven demons. And notice that when Jesus came out of the tomb, the first person that Jesus met in the garden was Mary Magdalene. And, and that speaks volumes for me. That, that uh, the disciples didn't record Mary Magdalene's miracle. But the Lord recognizes her as a tremendous miracle because she was the one who saw the Lord resurrected for the first time. And so, and so I, 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 I really feel that as the disciples stopped cooking to feed the crowds and brought the Greek widows to do the cooking, it says that as they passed into the small little streets that we walk so much every time we go in Jerusalem, the shadow of their bodies begin to heal people. And people bring, bring the sick to where the sun, the shadow would pass by, and they were healed. And so today, 
many ways God can heal. You know, the Pool of Bethesda is one of the most interesting miracles. There's a, a commemoration of Healing Sunday in Brazil. And what they do is they put a basket or, or a basin on the, on the altar with water, warm water. And they put paddles of rose on top of the water and fill that place with paddles of rose. Rose, you know, the, the, the flower. And, uh, and as the music plays, the congregation walks to the right side and comes to the altar and put their hands on the water. And as they leave, the paddles of rose sticks to their hands. And, and uh, that's the healing service, the Bethesda healing service. And they sing songs and believe. I don't know how many people have been healed on those healing services. Uh, amazing, amazing, amazing. Uh, uh, literally, uh, in all my life, every time I see that service, I see people crying and weeping and being restored and renewed. That's the life of the church. That's how the church comes alive when you believe and exercise your faith, believing that God can heal. So faith, gifts of healings, working of miracles are three ways that God healed. Three ways. Let's take a look at, uh, at another scripture. But I want to go back now to, uh, to the Old Testament because the Holy Spirit in the Old Testament was given only uh, to uh, to special people like Elijah, uh, Jeremiah. But the nature of the Holy Spirit is the same today. The Spirit of God who moved in the Old Testament moves today in the same way. The Holy Spirit doesn't change. He has more grace now than he ever had before. You know, if you look at the Jeremiah 31, 34, uh, the last covenant, it says, No more shall any man teach his brother and his neighbor, saying, Know the Lord, for they all shall know me. And so the grace of God through the cross of Calvary now is extended to all of us uh, to the work of the Holy Spirit. And so if you come into Second uh, Kings 5.10, you come into an interesting story. And uh, I'm trying to find it. My bifocus is not allowing me to do it. Uh, is that right? Second uh, Kings 5:10. I don't. I'm not too sure. I'm finding five. Uh, this is the the healing of Naaman the leper. And uh, so Naaman came with his horses and with his chariot, and stood at the door of the house of Elisha. And Elisha sent a messenger unto him, saying, Go and wash in the Jordan seven times, and your flesh shall come again to you, and you shall be clean. And so Elisha, with the anointing of Elijah, that now at this time is in heaven, comes to Naaman and says, If you go to that river and wash seven times, the leper will come out of your body. So the question here is this. It is working of a miracle because if Naaman does not stand up and go wash, he won't be healed. You see, a miracle happens when you fall into spiritual order, into spiritual balance. 
If everybody that has a cause speaks to your ear, you have no call. If everybody to speaks that speaks to your ear, and you are drawn by everybody's vision of the gospel, you have no call. You are serving God in order to get retirement and move to Fort Lauderdale to play shuffleboard on Friday afternoon. You have no call. You are a businessman trying to make money. But if you hear God, you follow God, you must be obedient to his call. And his call demands direction, purpose to fulfill the kingdom of God. So what call do you have? Are you called uh, to serve yourself? Are you, every time somebody says something, are you hearing another call from God? So I come to you and say, listen, let's go to China. And you feel the Spirit of God say, yes, go to China. Wait a minute now. You're not following the will of God. You're following the will of the lady who told you to go to China. And if you have no call, then you have no direction. No purpose. And so, here is the prophet Elisha in coming to the great general, Syrian general, Naaman, and said to him, you go to wash in that river. And if you go and wash seven times, let's take a look at uh, uh, your flesh shall come again to you and you shall be clean. In other words, Naaman expects to be waited on, courted, receive every possible attention. But Elisha just sent a messenger out so to him and tell him what to do. It's very difficult for a man of God uh, to accept the Lord unless God speaks to him directly. Well, if you can't believe anything I say, if you call me charismatic and you have simply up to now, totally disregarded this 50-year-old ministry. I don't believe that somehow uh, God can reveal to you what you need to know. If you are hearing me, why don't you give a chance to believe at least 50%? But many of you have simply just totally washed me out, disregard me completely, as if I'm somehow, I'm, I don't count. Well, if the Lord baptized me with His Holy Spirit, empower me with the Holy Spirit. Put me in Athens to do what I'm doing today. I think you should pay attention. I'm not saying because He called me, but because He has used me. He has anointed me. And He has put me here to do what I'm doing today. So if you are listening today, I'm not perfect, but don't disregard me. Don't take me, what is it called? For granted. That's a good American expression. Because I might be saying to you what you need to hear. But the reason why God does not use you is because you will not work a miracle ever. It's got to be your way or the highway. It takes time. It takes faith to go to a river. And see, look what the prophets said. Here's the notes of my Bible. And by the way, my Bible is called the most uh, sold Bible in the United States and the world today. It's the Expositor's Study Bible. And let's take a look uh, 
of the notes. Naaman was a powerful man and warranted, he thought, much more than this curt dismissal. Entire nations tremble at his presence. After all, he was the mightiest military chieftain in the face of the earth. All of this is pride, which is the crowning sin of the human race. It's the reason that most come to the Lord the same way, the great, the rich, the poor, the small. They're all the same to the Lord, poor, wretched lepers. And he says, Naaman says, it's not Abana and Parfar, rivers of Damascus, better than all the waters of Israel, may I not wash in them and be clean? So that turned and, and went away in rage. By the way, Abana and Farfa were some of the cleanest, clearest streams in the world. So why this muddy Jordan is the place to wash? And they were clean rivers. Jordan was a muddy, muddy river. In fact, the Jordan at least at this time, was the type of Calvary. Yes, muddy. Yes, there are other rivers much more beautiful. However, there are no healing qualities in other rivers as beautiful as they may be where there is total blessing and cleansing in this Jordan. means this Calvary. It has to be the blood that flows from Calvary. It has to be the grace that flows from Calvary. It has to be related to a river that flows from Calvary. In other words, in other words, the, the muddy river is where the blessing is. And so I'm saying to you today that if you are uh, listening to me, God can do a miracle in your life if you're obedient. If you're not obedient, I don't believe you ever make it. I'll see you tomorrow.